I say amen. 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 Greet your neighbor. Come on. Loosen up a little bit. Give your neighbor a hug. Amen. Loosen up. The spirit, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. With the spirit of the sins of Galatians, with the spirit of the Lord, there's freedom. There's no stress. There's no tension. You're free in the Lord. You guys remember that Jitta song? I'm free in the Lord. 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 Okay. Amen. Amen, amen. Welcome to Metro Praise Church here in Connor. Our main service Sunday is 10 a.m. Every Wednesday we're here in Connor. Elevate Youth Service Friday at 7.30. What will elevate? All right. And uh, vision is to love God and people, strategy, connect, mentor, and send. Okay, how we do this? We connect you to Jesus through the one-on-one. We mentor you in a two-on-one. Okay, and then we send you out to share Jesus Christ. Our goal is to have 100,000 disciples. Say, I'm one of the uh, 100,000. Amen. And then 50 churches here in Chicago and 500 worldwide. Amen. Say, God's going to send me to plant a church. Amen. God's preparing, God's preparing every single one of you right now to go and just plant churches. Because, you know, our church is a disciple-making church, okay? You know, our, our generation is wicked, is messed up, and God is preparing this church to get things right. God's preparing this church to, uh, is preparing people that will stand for righteousness and holiness and God's word for what it is. Go make some more disciples. Amen. All right. All right. So that's just let to share that. I just feeling it. All right. So let's pray for uh, those who are going to give. Ten percent of your total income belongs to God. So those that got paid a hundred dollars today, you give ten dollars. Okay. I get paid tomorrow. Hopefully it's good enough uh, for me to give ten percent. Just kidding. I give my ten percent always. All right. Offering whatever you give after tithes. Okay, we want to encourage you to give to the mission field. We want to encourage you to give to the building fund. Okay, it's for God's kingdom. You're not giving the money to us. It's all being used everywhere on our ministry. Amen. So let's pray for those that are giving. Again, the drop box are in the back here. Enter Student Center and also you can give online. Go to metropraise.org. You say online giving. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for those that are giving. We ask you, Father God, that you will bless them. And, God, I pray for uh, just a prosperity, God, for those that have been faithful to you, God, that, that you will keep them encouraged, Lord God, uh, as they continue to, you know, sow um, to good ground, Father God. Let it not be, those, anyone that's just being discouraged of finances, Lord, I just ask you that you remove that discouragement, God, and you you bring forth peace and rest upon their soul. And God, we just ask that you would just continue to provide to this ministry, God. Father, we ask for hundreds of thousands. We ask for millions and billions to come through this ministry to go spread the whole nations, spread the whole world, God, planting churches for your kingdom, Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe God wants to bless the ministry with lots of money so we can plant all the churches that we can, right, so we can continue doing the work of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So let's get to the word. So I want to talk to you tonight about prayer. The title of this tonight's message is God's Requirements for Effective Prayer. Come on. Who's excited about praying? Who wants to learn how to be more effective in prayer? Because tonight's going to be a teaching sermon. Okay, so take out your pens and take out your papers. You're going to take some notes. Before I get to my six points that I have for you tonight, six points, 
on God's requirements for effective prayer, I want to share in Matthew 4, verses 9 to 13, how Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, okay? <clears throat> so if we can turn to Matthew 4, verse 9 to 9, uh, 13, here, when you get there, say amen so I can know and I can start. For those that have your Bibles, oh, there goes a Bible for everybody. Everybody brought the Bible today. Look at that. <laughs> All right. So we're there. Verse 9. So uh, Jesus, this is Jesus speaking. He's talking to his disciples. It reads, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debt as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil one. Amen. 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 Okay. Now, how Jesus, what Jesus meant to this, what Jesus meant in this prayer to his disciples was for them to pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That first part, what you do in prayer is you say, God, I praise you. I worship you. I adore you. I love you. You exalt him. Okay? That's the first part of prayer. How, what Jesus meant for us to do. I was raised Catholic, so my parents taught me just to recite this prayer every single day, all the time. So, no, it's not like that. We should pray spontaneously from our heart, correct? We should pray just uh, what, what comes out of the abundance of our heart, you know, to God. But at the same time, this order, Jesus gave this example to the disciple, us, showing us this is how we should pray. You first approach God in adoration. And praise and worship, how we do every time we get together, we say we worship him first with a song, you know, you know, some music. It's kind of like when I get home from work, think about this. And I get home, right, from eight-hour shift, and I'm like, honey, wife, make me a sandwich now. And I walk straight, and I go sit down to the computer. You think she's going to pay attention to me? I don't think so. She's going to be like, what's wrong with this guy? But what if I come home and I'm like, honey, I love you. You're the most beautiful wife in the world. How's your day going? You're so beautiful today. I love your hair. I give her a little hug and a kiss. I love you, love you, love you. She's like, can you please send me a sandwich? She's like, sure. Right? <laughs> okay, see the difference there? You see, Jesus is teaching us, not exactly that, but he's saying, hey, when we come to prayer first to God, we've got to adore him. We've got to praise him. we got to love him. Right? Amen. So, he, tell, he teaches us here, okay, this is what we should do first. Secondly, verse 10, we, what we should do secondly is ask God for his kingdom to come and his will to be done on earth as in heaven. You should pray like this. God, I'm asking that you will reign your spirit upon our city, our nation. God, that your kingdom will manifest from heaven to earth. Lord, that you will raise up laborers, more disciples, 100,000, that there will be, that the, king, that the, the, the church will prevail, will continue to grow. That's what we have a goal, 500, 500 churches. We're buying 50 churches here in Chicago. Amen. So we're asking God, God, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Not my, not our own will, but say for first attention is give God duration. Second thing, we say, God, let your thing be done. Let your business come first. Amen. And the third thing, verse 11, give us today our daily bread. That's when we ask God, okay, Lord, you know, I haven't been able to meet the need for my family, so I'm asking for some financial help. Please help me. Lord, give me some strength and courage to continue in life. See, that's the part where you come to God and say those things. 
forgive us our debt as we also have forgiven our debtors. That's when you come to God, you say, God, have mercy on me. Forgive me for I have sin. Forgive me, God. Just cleanse me. Lord, I'm a sinner. I just, I need your mercy. I need your grace today that can sustain me. And Lord, for my neighbor, my coworker that hurt me and that said harmful things, I'm asking you to forgive him too. The last part, and lead us not to temptations, but, del- but deliver us from evil, from the evil one. So when you say, Lord, just, you know, I need your strength. I need your grace to just uh, give me the courage to, to live holy and righteous for you. You know, so I may not fall in temptations, but keep the evil, the devil away from me. Protect me from him. Guard me like the apple of your eye. You know, under your, the wings, uh, like, you know, under, under your wings, protect me. Perfect example. That's how God wants us to, Jesus Christ taught his disciples how to pray. Amen? So now that you know how Jesus taught us to pray, he was teaching his disciples and we're the disciples. Amen? If you're not a disciple of Jesus, we're encouraged to be a disciple because Jesus not just call us to be churchgoers, to believers, but he called us to lay down our lives and say, you know what? If you want to come to me. He says, come to me. He says, come to me many times throughout the New Testament. He says, come, come, come. I want to make you a disciple. I want to make you a follower. Not just a I say, I'm a so-called Christian, I'm a so-called believer. No, anybody can say that, can do that. But hey, are they obeying God? Are they living holy? Are they living righteous? Are they doing what Jesus did? Preach the gospel in the streets, you know? Living it out. Amen? Okay. So now we know how to, Jesus taught us to pray. Now we can apply this. Amen? We can apply this. Now before we apply this prayer, as we worship God and we ask for his kingdom to come here at Encounter, because this is a prayer Sir, is this a prayer night? Um, and then we ask God for, for our needs. We ask God for our forgiveness and forgiving our, to save all the souls as well and to protect us from the evil. There are six requirements that God has for us to be effective in this prayer, okay? Requirement number one, clean heart. God requires for us a clean heart. It says in James 5, verse 16, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. So what that means is that if you have sin in your heart, if you have, you know, perversion, lust, greed, or any form of sin in your heart that you know is not right in God's eyes, what you have to do, like it says here in the scripture, you confess it. You come to my wife. You come to me, guys, girls, to my wife. It's like, I need to confess some sin. I'm like, I need a clean heart. I've been being stinky and dirty in my heart. Like, Man, please, I want to be effective in prayer. Here, I need to confess some things. I've been doing so and so forth. And I just need to pray for me. Because it says the prayer of a righteous man, I believe, and also women, is powerful and effective. Okay? So when you when when I when I fall. Whenever I've fallen in sin, I come to my brother and say, hey, man, just keep me in prayer, man. Pray for me. I, I, I stumbled, man. Just pray for me right now. It's like, because the devil will come. He'll try to bring guilt and condemnation and discouragement. When you're living in, a, in, a, in, 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 and when you have sin in your heart, you don't confess. And there is not freedom. There is no healing. There is powerful in confession. And confessing is that you're saying, I, this, I repent from this. I did this before. There's healing because when you hold four things inside, it's just going to bring, ah, it's not comfortable. You know, it reminds me when I hold sin for a long time in my heart. And then, man, when I, it was hard to just confess it. The longer I held it, the harder it got. And then as soon as I confess it, whoo, 
oh my goodness, I feel like a just a balloon up in the air. A balloon up in the air that got flat, I would say, you know, because I was just like full of sin. It's like, ah, oh, I finally confess my sin, I feel free. And I receive prayer from my pastor. It's like, whoa, I feel free. There's a difference when you confess and you, you allow God to clean your heart. Amen. That's what he plays pastors in our lives to be there where you can come forth and say, hey, man, I need to confess some things. I need a clean heart. All right. So number one, God requires for you to have a clean heart to be effective in prayer. Number two, faith. James 1.6 says, but when he asks, he must believe and not doubt because he who doubts is like a wave of sea blown and tossed by the wind. I'm going to share some scriptures. You guys, if it takes you a while to turn to there, um, just hear it, write it down, and look for it later on. So faith, God requires for us to have faith when we come to him in prayer. <laughs> come on. The Bible says that God is pleased when we have faith in him. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. And if we're asking God for something in prayer, we must believe and not doubt. Because he says, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. <laughs> you ever try to catch like a ball in the, when you're in the lake and try to catch the ball, you can't get it because it's, like, it's out of control. It's like, man, well, that's like you. God's trying to say, hey, man, I'm trying to answer your prayers, but you're not, you're not believing me. You're doubting, man. It's like, believe in me. Why should you believe? Because he has promises. He already said, hey, if you're asking God for your family to be saved, God, I'm asking for my brother, my sister, my mother to come to you, that they will repent. Well, God said, when you come to the Lord, you shall be saved and your whole household shall be saved. Acts 2, read it. That's his promise. So why doubt? Have faith. And I can go on with the other promises of God. He says, again, you're strong financially. You're not, you're, your needs not be met. God says, hey, I will provide all your needs according to my glorious riches. Man, don't doubt, believe his word. Have faith. In order for you to be effective in prayer, you know, when I pray and I ask God, okay, not all the time. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm perfect in all these six things, you know. But when I, if I'm going to pray and ask God, for something that's according to his word that he's already promised me, why am I going to doubt? I'm just going to have faith and believe it. Amen? Have faith in your prayers. You know, look up scriptures. Google them. Go to BibleGateway.com and be like, okay, man, I need, I need some faith that my, that my family will get saved or that my finances will come through or that, you know what, I'll be able to get through this Christian walk. Hey, he said, uh, you can do all things to Christ who gives you strength. He says, hey, my grace is sufficient for you and, my w and your weaknesses. It's like, oh, you're saying that I can do it? That when I'm weak, you're strong? Oh, snap. Said, okay, I have faith. I'll believe it. Then why not just ask him? Give me that strength. Just believe. And I can go on. I can make a whole sermon on, on point number two. <laughs> I probably will next, next week. Man. Amen. Okay, so point number three, humble. God requires for us to be humble, okay, in order to be effective in prayer. Psalms 34 verse 6 says, this poor man called and the Lord heard him. He, he saved him out of his trouble. Now, why did, how, why did God save him out of his trouble? Because this man was poor. Now, Jesus says in Matthew 4, it's Matthew 5, 
Blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is a kingdom of God. Isaiah says that a contrite spirit is a sacrifice unto God. So what I'm trying to say is that humility that God's looking for is a humility where you're contrite, you're broken. You say, God, I'm depending on you. I can't do this on my own. It's like, oh, God, help me. I need your help. I need to change. I, I just need peace in my heart. I'm just thinking so much about this other trouble, and I'm thinking so much about all the stuff that's going on TV, or I'm thinking too much about the issues with my boyfriend or girlfriend. <laughs> but when you come with him, to him, with humility, poor, and calling out to him, say, God, help me. And God comes. Because you're showing like you're broken. You're showing like you're like a child. You're like calling out to your Abba Father, come help me. And God will come to the rescue. He'll take you out of this trouble. So you must be poor in spirit and broken because it shows dependency in God. It shows that, you know what, you, you can't do this. When you begin to say, well, you know what, I got this. I'll date this person. Yeah, I'm walking the Christian walk, but I can date this person, and I'll have this person become a Christian and come to church. Thank God. That's you know your heart is broken, and then your, your leader is telling you, hey, you know what, don't, don't do it. Trust me, you're doing good. You're staying strong with the Lord, and you know what, he's moving in your heart. And then you're like, no, I got this. And you're being pride right, right there. You're being arrogant. You're saying, I got this. And what happens? Your heart's broken. Then you come to your humble state and you're a contrite spirit. You say, God, help me heal my heart. Oh, God, why did I do this? You're so right. I'm going to depend on you from now on. Lord, heal me. Take me out of my trouble. And God will come. See, when we don't learn to be humble now, your pride would take you to your humble state. Okay, so please, okay, if today you there's something that you need help in and you want to be effective to ask God in your prayer, be humble about it. Cry out to him tonight. <laughs> Come up to this altar. Don't be ashamed. Just be like, oh, Lord, help me. I do it all the time. I don't care who's looking at me. I don't care Barack Obama's to my left or Bill Gates to my left to my right. I'll probably, probably be good news because Bill Gates will be like, oh, this poor guy. I'll probably give him a million dollars, right? <laughs> Bill Gates next to me. That'll be pretty nice. I'll be like, here, church. Now we're going to the nations. All right, so here we go. So point number four, okay, obedience. So we talked one, how to uh, God's requirements for effective prayer. One is clean heart. Two is faith. Three is humble. Four is obedience. Jesus Christ wants you to be obedient. In order for your prayers to be effective, he says in John 15, verse 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. So what this means is this. The first act of obedience that you must have is to be with Jesus Christ. That's number one. He says, if you remain in me and in my word. So that's right now. You're praying. You're, 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 you're spending time with Jesus. You're just like, close your eyes. You, you're focused on Jesus Christ. And you're, you're reading his word. You're reading through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And reading Proverbs and Psalms. You're like, oh, Jesus, I'm falling in love with you. And then you're like, yeah, my, my focus is on Jesus Christ. He said to first seek his kingdom and his righteousness. And everything else should be given to me. Amen. You're like, you're being obedient. He says, yeah, then what, ask whatever you wish. 
and it will be given you. See, when you fall in love with Jesus and his word, and you get full of Jesus and his word, and all that's coming out of your heart and your mouth is his word and Jesus, then your, your prayer is going to get answered because you're being obedient to him. See, you're doing what, he's, what you're doing what he's telling you in his word. But first, you have to remain in him and his word. And then your prior prayer is going to be different. Because when I first got saved, I was asking God, Lord, asking that you would give me a, a raise in my job. Nothing wrong with that. but Or I could have been asking. I don't know what I was asking. But it was like I could have been asking, give me a ranch rover. You're, my God is greater. My God is stronger. You know? Give me a ranch rover. Give me just some cool shoes. Man, give me cool friends. No, see, the word of God doesn't say God's going to give you good shoes and good friends, all that stuff. But what he says, what, what you're going to be asking in your prayer is going to be that what Jesus wants. Because when you spend time with Jesus and his word, it'll change you and it'll transform you. And as you know, your prayers are going to be different. You'll be like, oh, God, when I get to know you now. It's like, man, God, we need my sister to get saved. And then your prayers can be just like that of Jesus' prayers. Crying out for Jerusalem, weeping after it. Lord, save this city. You're going to be the same way. God, save this city, Chicago. Amen. Now, if you're hearing the word and you're struggling to obey it, or just you know the word and you're just not obeying it, let me tell you what Hebrews 10.26 says. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sin is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. If you think you can remain in Jesus and his word, and then you can ask, and then just because you want to ask him and get your wish list done, and then you're still sinning, then the Bible says, hey, you know what? You're going to continue sinning after you know that that what is right, that 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 what you should do, you know, um, obey his commands. That what you should do is, is do what the Bible says, and you're not doing it. You're sinning. Man, you know what? Then God's judgment is upon you. But to encourage you and what you have to do to be obedient, Matthew 4, Jesus says, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And like it says in 1 Peter 2, 1, 3, therefore rid yourself of all malices and all deceive, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. See, when you're spending time with Jesus and in his word, you're like, man, this, this Jesus, this God is good. This Bible is good. Man, I'm like, I'm getting transformed. I don't know what's going on. Amen. So that's what you have to do in order to stay obedient. So point number five, we talked one. Okay, two, three, four, and now five, forgiveness. Okay, you must have a forgiving heart in order for your prayers to be effective. Matthew 6, 14 says, For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. You kind of reverse that a little bit. Does that mean if I don't forgive this person that did me harm? Like, you don't know what this person did. No, no, no. Come on. Hold on a second. This person did me wrong. Well, Jesus is saying, hey, if you don't forgive him, 
God's saying, I won't forgive you neither. It's kind of like him saying that, literally. You have to forgive people when they've done wrong to you, when they sin against you, when they slap you behind the head, when they've cheated on you, when they stole from you, when they hurt you. And all the way in form, you have to forgive them. And if you can't, you got to ask Jesus, Jesus, help me forgive them. Why? Because God wants you to be with him in prayer. God wants your prayer time to be effective. And the whole point of effective is so you can get to know him more. Amen? Forgiveness. Forgiveness. So that grudge, that unforgiveness, that bitterness that you might have in your heart, you need to say, God, Jesus, you know the pain. Take it. Here, I give it to you. I'm asking that you take it from me because, you know, you might not have the courage, you might have the strength, but you know what? It's not going to be by your own will, by your own power, but it's going to be by the God's Holy Spirit, supernatural ability of God that he will come through and out of you, and you'll be set free. Amen? Now, Matthew 18, verse 15 says, If your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault just between the two of you. If he listens to you and you have won your brother over, but if he will not listen, take one of one or two other, other along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen, even in the church, treat him as you would a, pa a pagan or a tax collector. So this is somebody in a church or uh, somebody that you know that calls himself a Christian believer. He'd be like, hey, listen, you did something wrong with me. You, you go and tell this person, you know, face to face, and they don't listen to you. You go talk to the pastors well, along with one of the leaders here. You'd be like, hey, we got to settle some things, you know. I just want to make sure that, you know, um, I just want to settle some things, make sure that this person knows the, the wrong that I forgive them. I was asking there would be reconciliation. That's it. That's why I want to share the scripture. So what you have to do is let go. When there's unforgiveness, you have to let loose. You have to just stop. Because when you have unforgiveness and you can't forgive somebody, this is, this is what it is. You're like holding on. You're like holding on. It's like this. It's like pretty much, you, you know, I have a um, perfect example would be like this, okay? So I have a credit card right here, right? So Schaefer, come up here. Perfect example. So Schaefer wants to give me a credit card, right? So say for example, you want to give me that credit card, Schaefer? There's say uh, fifteen hundred dollars in there. Like here, just say give it to me. here. I want to give you this. Tell me, I want to I want to give you this. Like you want to give it to me. Like you're Jesus. They want to give me freedom. Want to give me, you know, you want to give me all the money that you have in there. But then if you're holding on to grudge and unforgiveness and bitterness and, and you're holding on to it so tight, you won't be able to grab what God has for you. You understand what I'm saying? You're like, well, I got this unforgiveness. I have this grudge. It's like, but Jesus said, here, I got this credit card. I got all this. I, your debt's been paid. It's like, man. It's like, so easy to just let go. It's like, God, help me to let go. Help me to forgive, man. Woo, you can take your money. <laughs> just an example of when. We can't, when, when you, you don't forgive a person, when you don't let go of a grudge, you don't let go, you're going to miss out from what God has for you. The joy, the peace, you know? Man, you're going to be like a leaping puppy or I don't know. You make it up. Whatever is noble, whatever is nice, whatever is praiseworthy, think about such thing. What, what's, what's beautiful? Something that's free, a doe flying, the sky. 
Free Willy? Okay, so here we go. Point number six. Surrender. So you need to learn to surrender. You must be a surrendering person like my brother Sid said. Hey, you know, he came to a point to surrender to God. Yes. You see, God wants you to be a person of surrendering to him, abandon yourself to him, okay? When you surrender yourself, like Mary, in Luke 1, verse 38, it says, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. This is when the angel of the Lord came to her and said, you're going to birth Emmanuel. You're going to birth Jesus. You're bringing forth the Son of God. And then this woman is a virgin. She's like, okay. She's like, I'm the Lord's servant. Let it be done. I surrender. She's not going to resist what God has told her to do. She's like, let's do it, baby. See, God wants you the same thing. God wants you to be surrendering. God wants you to say, if God sent you to do discipleship, surrender to it. Do discipleship. If God sent you to go to church, go to church. If God sent you, obviously, the things that is in his word, surrender to it. And the most important thing. To be with him in prayer, to be with him and just hear from him and, you know, fall in love with him and worship him, you know. Surrender those things, okay. See, when God came to Mary, she submitted to her assignment. God's calling you to go to Bible college, don't doubt it. You know, surrender that too. God said you to go to the nations. Man, I want to send you to Africa where there's billions of millions of poor people and there's not one fountain of water. And you're like, man, I'm scared. And what do you want me there for? like, well, to preach the gospel. See, God wants us to learn to surrender, okay? Amen. So point number one was, I want to shout it out, those who remember, clean heart. James chapter 5, verse 16. Okay, so God's requirements for effective prayer, point number one was to have a clean heart. Okay, James 5.16. Point number two is to have faith. James 1.6. 3. Humble. Psalms 34.6. 4. Obedience. John 15.7. 5. Forgiveness. Matthew 6.14. And 6. Surrender. Luke 1.38. Amen. Now you're probably asking yourself, why these six points? Okay. It's hard to forgive people. It's, man, why can't it be something else? I can't keep my heart clean. Well, that's the whole point. That's why you need Jesus Christ because you can't forgive somebody because you can't get your, your heart clean because you can't surrender it because you can't be humble you, but you're prideful. That's the whole point. That's why we're here and we need Jesus. Right? But God is more concerned with our relationship with him. Of all these points, what, the whole point of this is that God is concerned about our relationship with him. Psalm 66, 18 says, if I had shared sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. So the whole point of being effective in prayer and getting, you know, applying all these requirements is that God is directing you as you apply these requirements that your relationship with him be healthy. Or else your prayers, your, your, when you communicate to God, when you come to him with requests, are not going to be too effective. See, that's why, that's his concern, guys. It, you know, and like it says in Psalm 66, 18, if I had shared sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. This is what King David said. You know? God says in First Peter um, 
1.16. Be holy because I am holy. God is holy and he desires us to be holy. You know, unforgiveness is not holy. Uh, and unpure heart is not holy. You know, surrendering and striving against God is, is not holy. Unforgiveness is not holy. You know, doubting is, is a stumble block. You know, being prideful is not holy. See, all these characteristics is defining God. And God wants us to apply them. And First Peter chapter 3, verse 17, for those husbands that are here, says, Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as a weaker partner and as a hearer with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. That's for me. You know, I got to come home and be like, honey, you're beautiful, you're wonderful. Let me give you a hug for 30 seconds. Now, can you make me a sandwich, please? Oh, the list is longer for that one. Um, <laughs> it's a good list, you know, husband requirement list. Um, so here we go. Um, application to this is this. And we can play some music. We want to we wanna just begin to start reflecting this word as, we, as I close in, in conclusion here. And uh, if you can please stand as well. See, the whole point of this message was for you to build your relationship with God. There to be a closeness for you to make Jesus the center of your world and desire holiness. Amen? And we can just close our eyes. As, we cl as I close out, conclusion here. Before you reflect on the word, I want you to listen. Your eyes closed. Just listen to my voice. Will you apply all these requirements? This is what's going to happen. You're going to fulfill to receive God's grace. Romans 10, 13 says, For everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. You understand? You will receive God's grace when you apply these requirements. God's grace, grace stands for God's unmerited favor. God's going to favor you. That means he will choose you. And favor sometimes might seem unfair. You know, you, you right now you probably might think about somebody like, man, you wonder why this person gets so lucky and they have such a blessed family and things are going good for this person. And, man, so-called Christian, man, just because he goes to church, he's so lucky. Well, let me tell you, this so-called Christian is so lucky that you're probably thinking like, man, why, why is this person everything's going good? It's maybe because this person has applied all the requirements. It's maybe because this person has, has a clean heart, has faith, is humble, is surrendering, is obedient, and is forgiving. And what happens when you also apply all these requirements is you will, you will build a relationship with God so intimate that you'll be able to hear his voice like it says in John 10, 14. 
Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. You'll be able to hear God so loud and clear in your heart and your mind. You wouldn't trade anything for you to communicate with God and have the life that you will have as you apply these requirements. Lastly, when you apply these requirements, it will transform you. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 says, And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likenesses with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Faith, clean heart, humble, obedient, forgiving, surrendering will make you more like Jesus. It will transform you. Let's bring that volume up higher for that song. I want us to reflect on the word right now. Take about five to ten minutes. You can kneel. Ask God what you need from this list. Ask him. You need to repent. Repent. God will forgive you when you repent generally from your heart. Sorrowfully. If you need to cry out, cry out. Be humble, poor in spirit. Don't be ashamed. Come on. Five to ten minutes. Come on, this is this is the time right now where you encounter God. ask God make me an effective praying person let nothing hinder my prayers Lord I just pray right now for myself God and I pray that you will increase my faith God that I will not be lazy to read your word because faith comes from your word Lord I pray that I will be humble and I will not let pride and arrogance get in my heart, Lord. But I will always be contrite and broken before you, knowing that 
God, you lead my life. You are in control of my life. Not myself. God, help me to decrease so you may increase, Lord. Oh, God, I pray that you would teach me, Lord. You would teach me, Lord, to forgive. You would teach me, Lord. Oh, God, may I never think that I got things right, Lord. Oh, God, help me, Jesus. Help me, God. I need your help, Lord. God, I pray that you will teach me how to surrender and let go and allow you, God, to do in me whatever you wish. Come on, just begin to go down the list and examine your heart. God, I pray for my heart to remain pure and clean always. Lord, if, if when I stumble, God, that I'll be quick to repent, that I will not let sin, Lord, hang around in my heart, Lord, but I'll be quick to say, Lord, forgive me, cleanse my heart, to not let my soul be stained by sin, Lord, but wash me with your blood, for I desire your holiness. I desire to have an effective relationship with you. Because that's what it's all about. Oh, Lord, transform me. Change me, Lord. Make me more like you, Jesus. That's the desire and the cry of my heart. Make me more like you, Jesus. Oh, God, for you said that those that are in Christ Jesus have crucified themselves. They no longer live, but Christ lives in them. Oh, Lord, may your grace be upon in my life. Jesus, I love you. I love you. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for your blood. Come on, continue praying, church. Teach me to be humble, that I will consider myself less, consider others better than myself, as you, Jesus, did. I never think, Lord, that I got, and I cross my mind and think, Lord, that I, that I got everything under control, Lord God. God, teach me to be humble, Lord. Father God, I pray right now for everyone in this room, God. 
Father, I pray, Lord, that they will apply the six requirements that you require to be effective in our relationship with you. Prayer, oh God, change us. Oh God, I say to 2 Corinthians, Lord, that we will be transformed in your image. Oh God. Jesus. God, let it be time, Lord, that you raise up prayer warriors. God, people that would just... <sighs> prayers would be so effective, God. The testimonies would be heard every day, God. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. God, I pray that we would take this word serious, Lord. God, because you, you want to raise... You want to raise people that are a praying people that will seek your face, that will pray for the things that you would want us to pray for. God. Oh, God. more minutes take your time don't rush let God minister to you let God speak to you I just I just feel like God is changing some hearts right now I just feel like God is healing even hearts even now 
Oh God, I thank you. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. As you taught us to pray, I Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Magnifying, powerful, magnificent, wonderful, majestic is your name, Holy Jesus. Come on, let's take our time now to just worship the Lord. Let's take time just to worship Him and thank Him. Come on, just as Jesus taught us to pray, we're gonna we're gonna pray. For his kingdom to come on this earth as it is in heaven. Oh God, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I want to have an altar call. If, you know, Griselda said, come up. For those that need prayer. We want to pray for you. You can put that song up louder, please. Anyone that needs prayer for anything, just please come up to our, our prayer workers here. Song up louder, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 201 students, I want you to ask for prayer for the people that aren't here. Just just turn around and, and look for someone. Just ask ask them if if you can pray for them. 201 students that are in here. Put some more upbeat music, please.
For those people that have uh, prayer requests, we're going to do rapid fire right now. So if you can please come up and do rapid fire for those that have prayer requests. Take a good 30 to 45 seconds for rapid fire. 30 to 45 seconds for rapid fire. Love you, Father. I, ju I just come before you. I, and I, I'm just going to clear it, man. Tony is healed in the name of Jesus. Devil, get out of her life. You have no hold in her life. You will not give this sickness anymore. God, you bring healing to her. Just as I, you have brought others out of comas, you brought my my, pet, uh, my teacher out of one. You used to be to use other things, God. I trust in your things. It's already done and finished. But thank you, God. Bring her up to be a mighty warrior for you in the name of Jesus. If we can please, as we pray, get close to the mic nice and loud. And if we can have everyone please listen to the prayers and agree in prayer. It's really important that we do so. I pray, Lord, bring your lost sheep home and be to be disciples, Lord. Let the purpose not, let the devil not steal the purpose. But, Lord, give them a full life. I pray for the backsliders to come back, come back with a clean heart and a changed mind, Lord, that they will follow you, they will be disciple and humble, Lord. Then not turn back to the vomit, Lord. But I pray right now, draw them, Lord, by your spirit, Lord. Draw them here, Lord. Bring encounters and opportunities. In the name of Jesus, I pray this. That you will bring your lost sheep home. In Jesus' name. Your presence is Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, I pray right now in your name. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we lift you up right now. We glorify you, Lord Jesus. For you, nothing is impossible, Lord Jesus. I lift up Ty right now. Heavenly Father, I lift up Ty Green right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you in advance for everything you're going to do in his life, Lord Jesus. And I proclaim his life to you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for opening that door, Lord Jesus. I pray right now in Jesus' name. I pray in Jesus' name that you open up his heart, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, that you soften his heart, that the devil has tried to harden, Lord Jesus. I pray that you open up his ears, Lord Jesus. And I pray right now for blessings, Lord Jesus. I pray for, for more and more of your love, Lord Jesus, more of your loving kindness right now. I pray that you I pray that you give Griselda uh, uh, the words to be able to minister to him, Lord Jesus. Give her the words to be able to proclaim his life for you, Lord Jesus. Put it in her heart, Lord Jesus, for you already know, Lord Jesus what you're doing when you call them, Lord Jesus, because your sheep hear your calling, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, we worship you, and I thank you in advance, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, I pray right now. Amen.
Jesus, we give you praise, Lord Jesus. You are good, God, Lord Jesus. We know that you have done all that you've done on the cross, Lord Jesus, for healing, Lord Jesus, Lord. And for, we pray that for baby Gloria Grace, for healing in her body, Lord Jesus, Lord, that you know that she has this whooping cough so bad, Father God, that her heart had, lung has collapsed, Lord Jesus. We proclaim it right now that her body is healed, Father God, Lord Jesus, that you, you just redo everything that is wrong in her body, Lord Jesus. Just make it new, Lord Jesus. We proclaim this we proclaim this in Jesus' name that she is healed right now. We, we know that she is going through a lot of lot of pain, Father God. That is so painful, Lord Jesus. And your children are so precious to you, Father God. The innocent ones, Lord Father God. We just, she just she's a baby, Lord Jesus. You know, you know that 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 is so strong and just an adult and just the baby is just even more, Lord Jesus. We proclaim it in Jesus' name right now that she is healed. We believe it. We stand here. In agreement, Lord Father God, thank you, Father God, thank you. Lord Jesus, you are the creator of all things. Lord, right now I lift up Lupe to you, Lord. You know what her issue is, Lord God, right now, what she's having surgery for. Lord God, I pray that you reach down. I reach down and I pray that you reach down and touch Lupe right now, Lord God. Because you are the master surgeon. You are the one that fixes what is broken. Lord God, I just pray that you reach down and reach down into her and heal her right now from head to toe, that her body comes into alignment with your word. You said that your promises to us are yes and amen. Lord, we are speaking out your word. We are standing in your promises. You said that by your stripes we are healed, Lord God. I lift up Lupe to you right now, Lord God, because you are the one that can heal her. You are the master surgeon. Thank you, Lord. This is amazing. Father, you are the master of healer, Father God. You are a God that heals, Father God. And Lord, Father God, we lift up our sister, Cynthia Roldan, to you right now, Father God. Lord, Father God, we pray right now in Jesus' mighty name, Father God. We pray that in Jesus' mighty name, by faith and by authority, Father God, that you will heal her, Father God, as she goes in to have surgery on her feet, Lord, Father God, next week, Father God. And we pray right now in Jesus' name for healing in Jesus' name, Father God. We pray that she will come with a testimony, Father God. We pray that she will walk through those doors right now in Jesus' name, Father God, after her surgery and start dancing like David danced, Father God, and start proclaiming of how you are the master of the healer, of how much you have done in her life, how much you have aligned her feet, Father God, how much her feet has 100% healed in Jesus' name. And there are no complications and nothing, Lord Father God, was put in there, Father God. We just pray right now in Jesus' name, by faith and by authority in you, Father God, that you will heal her right now in Jesus' name, that the surgery will be a success, Father God, that even the surgeons might get saved and get right with you right now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord God. We lift up Carlos to you, Lord God. And, and Lord, we know he's facing a tough situation, Lord, in prison. Dear God, about to be deported. And we know that you are in control in all things, dear God. We lift him up to you, and as he's sitting there, dear God, I pray that you would minister to him, that he would begin to meditate on your words, dear God, and just being with you and surrendering his life to you. In Jesus' name, we pray for a miracle, dear God. We pray that you be with this family, Lord, who's been overtaken by fear. We pray for your peace upon them, dear God, and that your perfect will would come to pass in the name of Jesus, Lord. I pray that you
that you speak to the mom and the father, dear God, that you would be there, dear God, as they sit there and pray and cry out to you for a miracle, dear God. Let your will be done, dear God, and I pray that he would come, dear God, surrender his all to you and be saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. What we want to do right now, we're going to have a Matthew 4, 10 prayer that says, let your kingdom come on earth that is in heaven, and let your will be done. So I want us to do holy huddles right now. I want us to, you know, get in little small circles, guys with guys and girls with girls. I want to hear some Pentecostal, I'm fire prayer warriors going after the city, going after the devil, going after the nations, going after the whole ends of this whole world. Because he said, if you have faith of a size of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. Come on. We're moving mountains tonight in Jesus' name. He said that you have the keys to the kingdom to lose and to bind the things in this earth that is in heaven. You can call down heaven to earth right now. Are you going to doubt or are you going to believe? Come on. Some of you got to be earnestly praying for your family, for your brother and your sister and your mother and your father, your co-workers. Who gave you permission to stop praying five minutes a day for your five friends? You shouldn't stop praying. Oh, God, I pray right now. Jesus. God, I pray for my sister, Lupe, God. So deceived by that devil of this love. I command that devil to loosen her now in Jesus' name. Father God, I pray that you to send angels now. I command the angels to come over her now in Jesus' name. Oh, God, that you open up her eyes. God, convict her high and light her, Father. I command the skills to come off her eyes now in Jesus' name. God, set her free, Lord. Set her free, God. The devil's all over her, oh God. You should see Jesus Christ in the gospel. You should be inspired in life by the power and the light of the gospel of Jesus brings, oh God. God. Brother Hyman, God, I pray that you open up his eyes, his heart, that you draw your conviction spirit over his heart, oh God, that he will repent of his ways, that he will turn to you, Jesus. God, I pray that you come to you, Lord, and the areas of pride and the broken, God, I'm asking you to remove every hindrance that keeps you away.
Come on, your prayers are effective. Come on. You've applied the faith. You've applied the humility. You have applied the forgiveness. You have applied all the six points. Come on. Your prayers are being effective right now. Come on, I want you to lift up, lift up people's names. Be specific in those prayers. Pray for these souls. Claim them to be seated here in one of these chairs. Come on. Call that. Call that out. Come on, call it out. Come on, let the devil hear your prayers. You have so much shout, so much voice in the club, partying and dancing and yapping and fighting. Let not the devil hear your praises. Let the devil hear you screaming and asking for souls to come to the kingdom of God. Jesus!
oh God. Thank you that you say, Lord God, that you have plans to prosper us, not to harm us. That you give us a hope in the future. Oh God. God is preparing us to go to the nations, to go to our workplace, to go to our families, houses, and bring forth Jesus Christ to this giant, dying generation. That's why we do discipleship. That's why we, uh, we are intense in prayer. That's why we are intense in our preaching because it is serious. That's why we take prayer serious. That's why I urge you to pray. That's why I want you to lift up these people up. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, Father God, we just bless you. We thank you for this night. I want all of us to continue praying. It's 8.20. You can, you can mingle around here till 9 o'clock. I just want to do a prayer dismissal. Father, we pray. I pray that you bless every person in this, in this room, Lord. God, that they will remember, Lord, that you want them to be effective in prayer, Lord, by having faith, having a clean heart, being humble, obedient. Oh, God, help us, God, so we may know you, Jesus Christ, and make you known everywhere we go, Jesus. God, may you be the center of our lives tonight, tomorrow, for the rest of the week, oh, Lord. May your Holy Spirit convict us as we walk, Lord. May your Holy Spirit lead us, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, I pray for your blessing, and we thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for your word. Thank you for answering and listening to our prayers, oh, God. Thank you for what you're doing. Raising up prayer warriors. Raising up people that seek your faith. People that are willing to step in the front lines and say, God, I'm asking for so and so person to be saved. I'm asking, Lord, that you will send me to the nations. You will send me out to the to the projects. You will send me out here into this community, Lord. I pray that we will get off our comfort. I pray that we will stop being lazy. I pray, God, that we will focus and, God, you will enlighten our hearts, God, to the reality that there is a generation dying before us, Lord God, and that we must ask for their souls to be saved, that we must pray and be broken and, and repent and ask for your mercy for a generation, for the people in this community, the people of this city. There are millions and millions of them, oh God, and we need your mercy. We need you, Lord, to come and use us, God. Give us courage and boldness to preach your gospel everywhere we are. God, may we not be ashamed. God, may we not compromise one ounce. Oh, Father God, but we'll be on fire for you. 
God, set us aflame and on fire for you, oh God. On a shame, oh God. I just pray that over every person in this room, oh God. That your fire will consume them even now in Jesus' name, oh God. God, that you consume them with your Holy Ghost and fire, God. That they will be bold. That they will be courageous. God, they will be confident to stand in who you are, Jesus Christ, in them. And I come against the devil. I bind you now in Jesus' name away from their lives. Oh, God, we thank you, God, for what you're doing. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Keep praying, saints. Keep praying. Come on. Keep praying, saints. Put that music up. Come on. Just because I've ended early doesn't mean we stop praying. This is how spiritual you show yourself. Don't be carnal and stop praying. There's more to be prayed about. Come on, I'm being serious right now. I want us to continue the huddle. I just dismissed those that had to leave, but if you're a disciple, if you know your call, come on, I want you to keep praying. We need praying. Come on. Pray for my family. Christ, the fear of God that will come upon the church all over this nation, all over this city. This just shows how carnal some people are as soon as soon as the clock clicks and this time is up, prayer stops. You got to fight that flesh and keep praying and keep pressing in. But you are a spiritual being. Standing in the gap for all those spiritual beings that are dying before you.